0: Welcome to Mecca Talks, your access all areas pass to the beauty, business, and lifestyle experts we call our community. I'm Kate Blythe, Chief Marketing Officer here at Mecca, and your host. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Stephen de Heinrich de Omarevica, founder of Hungary's most magical skincare brand, Omarevica. Hi, everyone. Before we get stuck in today's episode, I just wanted to say a quick thanks to you all, our listeners. It's amazing to meet listeners and hear about how much you've been enjoying Mecca Talks and the episodes you love the most. So thank you for tuning in to us and joining us on this journey. And of course, if we don't cross paths, we always keep an eye out on our reviews. So make sure to let us know which interviews you've enjoyed and who you'd like to hear from in the future. But before we get to the future... The story today's guest starts very much in the past, when his family found the Raz Spa in Budapest in the 19th century. As his name suggests, Stephen de Heinrich de Omorovica is the heir to and founder of Omorovica, a luxurious skincare brand driven by the magical healing waters found in Hungary. In Hungary, the earth's crust is thinner, so the water absorbs beneficial minerals as they rise to the surface. Stephen and his wife Margaret use this mineral-rich thermal water to create the healing concentrate formulated by a Nobel Prize-winning dermatology lab to strengthen and heal your skin, giving you a firmer, suppler, younger-looking complexion. I think we all want that. In addition to Stephen being a true thought leader in the world of skin, the story of his brand and his relationship with Margaret is the stuff of movies. Let's get to it. (music) Welcome, Stephen. Welcome to Mecca Talks, but also to Melbourne. You've flown all the way to see us from London via Hungary, via Switzerland and all those lovely places. How are you feeling? How's it been going?
1: It's been amazing. Like every time I've been to see you guys here, it's been absolutely jam-packed, amazing and very energising.
0: And we were just chatting earlier before we started the recording just about your incredible name, um, which is, of course, your brand, which is Stephen de to de Omorovitsa.
1: That's right.
0: Um, and you were also telling me a little story that when you launched the brand, you didn't think about how people would pronounce no, it. Tell no. me a bit about that. How do they pronounce it?
1: So it is Omorovitsa. But uh, we have had an issue over the years because in the US, there's a brand called Amora Pacific. Which people then default to because they sort of walk in and say, "Oh, it's the oh," uh, and then somebody say, "Oh, you mean a more Pacific?" And then I mean, people are just embarrassed, so they go for more well. And it's just not something that occurred to me because it's, it's my name and it's a part of my name that nobody uses in my family. I just thought, what well, wouldn't it be great to use my name, yeah. but not too recognisably? And you know, nobody uses that name in my family. So I wrote a few uncles and aunts, and they all seemed to be okay with it didn't occur to me that then, you know, people would have to pronounce it, walk in a store and ask for it, or, you know, all these wonderful things. It's a and that's beautiful name, and it's got a Thank
0: huge you. amount of history. <laughs> it does. Um, and so w- you would, how would you announce yourself? Would you be Stephen de Heimrich? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, the Omorovica, tell me a bit about that, because it's, a, it's m- very much part of the whole story of the brand as well.
1: So the Omorovica is actually a little town in Hungary, uh, which was granted to my family, I think about 300 years ago. And I've actually been because I thought, well, I need to visit. Um, it just so happens that borders have moved, so it's now in Serbia. So, ah, yeah. So I remember the day I went there. I did realise that Serbia, having you know just come out of a war, wasn't going to be you know the happiest looking place. But I did. Re- you get to the border after Seged, and suddenly you just really fall back in time. Oh wow! And I ended up in this extraordinary place, which is now called um, Stara Moravica. And I had called ahead, for some bizarre reason, I decided, well, maybe I should just announce a visit, you know, why not. So I called the mayor's office, which, looking back, sounds absurdly grand, but anyway, I did. (laughs) Well, I arrived, and that lovely mayor had literally had the whole village lining the streets.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So it was just like, what is going on? So I was practicing my wave. And then they made me sort of eat in a hall on my own at a table with everybody around. Then I had to visit the school, the pig factory. It, it, it was the most extraordinary... I wish somebody had filmed it because I, I don't know. Maybe I should just go back. But I just remember thinking, this is completely insane. But it certainly did cement my affection for more of itself.
0: And so 300 years ago, what was the circumstances then of your family being, you know, sort of gifted yeah. this place?
1: I think they were merchants who'd done well and somebody decided that it was time to reward them for services. It's a kind of, it's a sort of fancy knighthood, Mm. except in Europe they they stay, you don't lose them after generations. And then my family moved to Budapest and became, uh, they were in steel. And so I don't think anybody I know has ever been to Moravitsa except me. So my grandmother was still alive at the time. No, no, no none of them had bothered
0: but they just got this very they just had this gorgeous long name and yeah. fancy history
1: and stayed uh, in nicer parts of the country afterwards
0: and so how did you then take <laughs> this incredible history of your family and the name and come up with this beautiful brand
1: well it's um it, it's very much wrapped up with uh, the story of of my wife and i because we met in budapest and if i hadn't met margaret i would never have started this skincare brand so we In fact, Margaret was the chief of staff at the U.S. Embassy. She was American. We met because her boss was this completely extraordinary woman. She started an amazing American um, breast cancer charity called the Race for the Cure, the Komen Foundation. Anyway, so I met her at something, and she sort of said, oh, have you uh, met Margaret, my chief of staff? I said, no. And so she uh, got this guy that we both know to organize a dinner and invite both of us. So I thought that was pretty kind of her. And we rocked up to find that it wasn't a dinner. It was just the two of us and this other guy, who promptly left because his mm-hmm. wife went into labour. And so it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. We had a lovely time, and I realised that she had never been to the baths, which, mm-hmm. if you go to Budapest, is is just, everybody goes all the time. So it's very difficult to be there for more than a few days, or possibly weeks, without being drunk. And what are these
0: the baths, baths like?
1: Well, they're extraordinary. A lot of them are very, very ancient. And they're built in the shape of um, temples and castles and, and in some cases, hammams, because we had Ottoman Turks in town for 150 years between the early 16th century and late 17th century. And so they brought with them the hammam, which is what you would see anywhere in North Africa or in the Levant, and uh, planted those on top of some of these springs, including, um, including in a, fa- a bath that my family built, so the other way around, I suppose, there was a very famous healing spring somewhere on the Buddha side of the Danube, which the Pasha Buddha back in the 1550s thought was a really interesting spring. So he planted a hammam onto it. And then my ancestors came along in the 1800s and thought, oh, what a lovely idea. We're just going to commission Hungary's most famous architect and create this amazing structure all around this hammam. So it now has six different pools. And when you go in, it's amazing because some are obviously from the 16th century. Others are much more baroque 19th century structures. It's an amazing place. And that's a very beautiful bath, but there are many, many other extremely beautiful. There's over a thousand baths in that country. It's, it's, a, it's a very idiosyncratic feature of life there.
0: So you co-founded the brand with your wife, we did. Margaret, who sounds we did. fabulous and we want She's to meet her.
1: completely wonderful.
0: And, you know, where did you, when did you sit there and think, well, not only is this amazing history and this incredible place, but we could do incredible product.
1: Well, it was when we, um, it took a while, but what kicked it off is Margaret finally going to the baths. So it took a while for me to convince her to go to the baths, but then she finally agreed to go on a bathing date. (laughs) This wasn't
0: your first date, your blind date.
1: No, this wasn't the blind date. That would have been really quite cool. A bit,
0: like, presumptuous. Right, darling,
1: I know what we're going to do right now, but we just (laughs) met. I happen to have a bathing suit for you. Um, No, so so we we went to the rats because I thought this is very beautiful and it's a good piece of storytelling opportunity. And um so she loved the place. She does tell the story beautifully, but it, it is it is an extremely amazing. If you've never been, we love doing that. We bring people to the bus all the time because mm-hmm. it's it never fails. It's this sort of, first of all, it's breathtakingly beautiful. Not just that one, many of the many others too. And then there's the water, and then there's this sort of moment of realization that these are just amazing water. They're so powerful. Yeah. And Margaret is no exception. So she also and of course, I had that too, but years and years before. But she, so watching her react to the bird was just wonderful because she was very, very taken with it. And then in her case, she was really um, intrigued by the effect it had on her skin. Yeah. Because she claims to have had bad skin in youth. So
0: it's minerals and the. Yeah, it's the minerals
1: yeah. in. So, so the waters of these baths are exceptionally rich in mineral. And when I say exceptionally, much more so than any other countries because there's an unusual geological reason. Okay which is that uh, the crust of the earth in Hungary is much thinner than everywhere else. So I had a, I had a lesson in geology from this mad professor with enormous eyebrows <laughs> who told me all about the tectonic movements and what have you that resulted in the fact that the, the, the crust of the earth is much thinner. Wow. In Hungary, and as a result, the, 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 the rocks that hold the water are just that much closer to the molten core, so they're incredibly hot. Well, the molten core is incredibly hot, and then the rocks are made hot. And they're brittle. Yeah. And so when waters journey to the surface make their way through these rocks, they just gather more mineral, which is dissolved rock, on the way. And by the time they reach the surface, they are absolutely full of different types of minerals. Incredible. That's fantastic. So
0: you were at the bath and you were were there and you were hearing all these stories and you thought, there's something in this.
1: So Margaret really felt her skin was just much better from going. And we went back and back and back and it was better and better and better and better. Still we needed um, a little nudge, and so we were lucky we met this, this wonderful dermatologist, Dr. Kemeny, who heads up a laboratory started about 100 years ago by a guy called Albert St. George. The laboratory is very famous, and I mentioned him in particular, Albert St. George, because he discovered vitamin C, mm-hmm. and for that he was given a Nobel Prize. Wow, Nobel Prize in medicine. Yeah. Incidentally, he discovered vitamin C in his lunch. Who does that? He, he appears to have taken his plate, put it under a microscope, and thought, ooh, look at that, a vitamin. Oh, there you go. Yeah,
0: it's easy as, <laughs> as easy as, as that. It's as easy as that. you have a Nobel Prize. <laughs> keep, a, keep a magnifying glass on your always table, should. always. You never know what
1: could happen. <laughs> and it was white pepper, if you must know. So if you are missing vitamin C, you can try oranges, but you should go for white
0: pepper. Okay. Good tip.
1: Good tip. And in fact, in fact, when we started formulating products, we used, I thought, this is irresistible, we've got to use capsicum, which is from white pepper. But mm-hmm. it does tend to... Uh, Mm-hmm. So we, we, we dialed it back a bit. But anyway, when um, we met Dr. Kemeny, Margaret was peppering him with questions about the effects of the water on her skin and what she'd observed. And he really did lay it on fairly thick. He's very messianic about the effects of waters on skin and about the minerals in the waters and about the fact that they're incredibly rejuvenating. And that's when we decided, okay, we are going to create skincare that replicates the effects of these magical baths and it captures the power of the earth in this wonderful region.
0: Love it. Not, yes. not like a sort of little idea. It oh, was no. quite a big idea. Margaret's very good at big ideas.
1: <laughs> so the only problem is, I was a lawyer, a very bad lawyer, and Margaret was a <laughs> diplomat. So there's not much science between us. And I read history. So I mean, we No, know no
0: beauty experience, nothing. nothing. Wow. And I then thought a consumer, this, is, this is like, let's give up these very corporate jobs and do this instead.
1: Yeah, no, by that stage, I was running um, a, bi- <laughs> a fingerprint recognition software company, which really, I don't really understand software at all. So I was perfectly <laughs> happy to give up that job. And Margaret was getting to the end of her assignment. So actually, it was, it was a sensible. But it still was not so sensible because you need chemists, of course, mm-hmm. which is easy to find. And then in the case of this water, thankfully, we went back to these dermatologists because what we were intent on doing. As we know, all skincare is made up of a lot of water. Yeah. And typically it's demineralized because the whole point of it is just to be there to blend others and mm-hmm. bring other ingredients to your skin and then evaporate. But what we were trying to do is use thermal water as a key ingredient. So replace demineralized water with mineral-rich water. And we thought, well, that will do the trick. So then you have all these minerals. And surely... It will just do what we want. And this wonderful dermatologist and his colleague said, "No, no, because actually minerals do not absorb into the skin. They, if you go to the bath, you're in very hot water. The minerals are dissolved. Mm. They have an effect by messaging, by sort of agglomerating on the surface and messaging through the skin. Once you evaporate, <laughs> sorry, once you emerge, <laughs> once, you once you evaporate, you're done anyway, <laughs> and your skin's perfect, <laughs> luminescent. Um, once you come out of the water, the water evaporates, and you're left with crystallized salts on your hand. So what they did." Uh, was to transform those minerals into something the skin can recognize and absorb. And so it was by dint of a very long fermentation process. And at the end of this fermentation process, you, re- you have these complex compounds of mineral which the skin can recognize and absorb. And so we called that our healing concentrate. Ah, and and was that, your, that was
0: your first product?
1: It. No, that's the key ingredient in all of our products. Ah,
0: in every product. Yes, yeah,
1: so you, it is, it's in all of our products, you have this mm-hmm. um, powerful fermented bioavailable cocktail of minerals there's mm-hmm. about 26 different ones in these waters and that is how we claim and why we feel comfortable claiming that we replicate the effects of the bus because yeah and thus channel the power of the earth in yeah. our skincare and we've been testing it again and again because I do realize some of these claims sometimes people might be thinking that it's just a little bit on the grand side but truly and we're, we're in the middle of another clinical trial right now just to keep on testing yeah. the depth to which we bring minerals in the so skin cool. and the effects of them on the skin yeah it's What we're trying to just, you confirm your intuition that something is what it should be because you go to the bath and you know what it does to you. You need to then prove it to yourself because you're uh, using that commercially. So it's really, it's just been a wonderful process.
0: And so with with the product, which came first? Which product? You obviously had your healing concentrate.
1: So the healing concentrate came first. So that's the key ingredient in everything that we do. And then we worked on eight natural products because we wanted to launch with enough products to be able to give two different facials. And we had our own institute in Budapest, which, again, was a joke because neither one of us knew. So we, we just decorated like it was a home, <laughs> or, you know. You're like, you're like
0: Here's a a, lie down here so yes, just so you can have a little spa treatment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so we had eight products. The Queen of Hungary was one of them. Mist, sorry, the Queen of yeah. Hungary Mist.
0: Well, that, and that's pretty iconic.
1: It's fantastic. It's yeah. really, well, of course, I would say that, wouldn't I? But it it's is. also recognised. I used it this morning. Oh, wonderful. That is a really, really lovely story, incidentally, because the Queen of Hungary Mist is inspired by Queen of Hungary Water, which is the oldest perfume known to man. And it was developed not by Moravica, but, but for a Hungarian queen back in the 14th century, mm-hmm. so 700 years ago. Um, and Margaret never tires of the story, never, never gets bored of the story that thanks to this wonderful water, that queen married a guy half her age.
0: Oh, well, there you the go. The original so... cougar, apparently.
1: <laughs> That said, it certainly is the ancestor of all perfumes. So if you read, if you study perfumery, that's the first thing you'll talk about: is the Queen of Hungary water. Okay. And it was pure alcohol and herbs and flowers. And so because the Hungarians were inordinately proud of this, the recipe is in the national museum. So we picked it up, took out the alcohol, replaced it with thermal water and healing concentrate, and there's distillates of rose, orange blossom, sage and lavender in there. And, and it's, the it's idea is gorgeous. it's a
0: little spritz in your face yeah. to kind of refresh.
1: And hydrate. And hydrate. And energize. It's incredibly uplifting too. The wonderful thing about, one of the wonderful things about the bath is that you imagine lying, you are a British, you imagine lying in a warm bath, you do not typically <laughs> come out of a warm bath feeling energized.
0: No, very tired and sleepy. Very tired
1: and sleepy. If you go to the bus, one of the things people always comment on is how energized they feel. Yeah. So... The minerals are amazing. The effect of them is amazing. Yeah. It's just fantastic to be able to just capture that. Through yeah, the bottle culture. it. Literally yeah. bottled yeah. it. That, bottled that the sort of
0: experience. That's pretty, pretty incredible.
1: And it's funny when you're there because it, is, it does feel like there's some kind of pulsing magic mm. in the earth. And it's I like know. magnetic. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And it's just due to this bizarre geological feature of the land. It's really quite, it's quite wonderful.
0: And so after so your hero, one. beautiful product, queen or her- heroine product, yes. queen of hungry mist... Um, we've got the Even Tone. So
1: that's launching with you guys next week.
0: Yes, which is super exciting. Yes. And how would one use this?
1: So the Even Tone is a day serum. You could use it day or night. The idea there is to target pigmentation issues. So mm-hmm. sunspots, sun damage, age spots. We
0: definitely th- need that in Australia. In
1: Australia, I think sun damage is, is, is prevalent. And is um, that's a really exciting product. I mean, I say that, but I think it's a very exciting product because most pigmentation products are essentially acid lotions Mm -hmm. which are going to just simply take down the tone of your skin Mm -hmm. and i think we're all seeing increasingly people have used too much acid Mm -hmm. they're very sensitized and also it's a bit of a more
0: healing than sort of just stripping
1: well actually what it has the key ingredient that is a microalga which is completely amazing and we work with this amazing ingredient provider or supplier in spain who is a sort of slightly nutty professor whose Mm -hmm. life He's a PhD in microalgae or whatever. How whatever, whatever <laughs> did you find him? Well, because I came across one of his ingredients and I thought, I love the story. It's so interesting. Yeah. So he just called him up and he is really bonkers. He said, okay, we need to talk face to face. I said, no, we're fine. This is all good. He said, no, no, I'll be in... Bil-. So he decided to come to Budapest and we spent four hours talking about algae. I don't know Brilliant. much about algae, but he's great.
0: But you do now. I
1: do now. Yeah. And the one in there, which is absolutely amazing, is the property of the um, algae in there is that it Seems to be able to identify the average melanocyte concentration of the tone of your skin across the canvas of your face or whatever area you're going to apply it to, and then inevitably spot areas of excessive melanocyte concentration, such as age spots or any yeah. kind of pigmentation issue, and then work on that, nibble away until the canvas is even. So you eliminate. So good. It's incredible. And because it's incredible, people are probably going to think it's not believable. Hence why we did a 56-day clinical trial. Yeah. Because I appreciate, again, that's a claim that you think, okay. And it was just amazing. I mean, the results are unbelievable. Literally 100% of the people on the panel
0: Is that what sort of motivates you then? It's the idea that not only is this product, but it's really unique, it's different. You are sourcing different materials, you're sourcing different kind of ingredients. You're working with these like crazy professors Mm. who are thinking totally differently to Mm. everyone else. But you're also bottling the magic of your, you know, your home. Um, Is that what sort of motivates you? It rather does. than thinking, oh, right, now I need to do a day cream.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I have to say, we're, there's no point in launching anything. This is not a market where somebody needs desperately a new cream. So unless we've got mm. something new to say, unless we find a way of innovating, there's no point in launching new products, to me. Yeah, yeah. And there's this wonderful duality, which I love, between the the ancient, the mystical, the, the mm-hmm. waters, this pulsing energy that we tap into, and then all these incredible new ingredients that people develop all the time. So it has to be... Has to be intriguing and interesting to be able yeah. to work on it like that as well.
0: And the mud, the mud ah, mask—is that mud. like straight out of the ground, or yes, is so that something that? that you
1: is <laughs> the bit when you visit in Hungary? I, you I'm you definitely go, coming.
0: I, I mean, I think I need one of those long rejuvenating masks.
1: No, you don't. You already look perfect, but you just—you know—you you can always improve. And that the mud comes from Lake Haviv. So, seeing as we're sitting in in Australia, you are near the most, rather. Well, you're near the largest thermal lake in the world, which is in New Zealand. But the second largest thermal lake in the world is in Heves, which is in southwest Hungary. And Heves Lake is lined entirely with a, with a thick layer of black goop, mm-hmm. silt, which, if you think about it, in a thermal lake means that there's a gushing spring at the bottom of the lake, which brings water in at that so it overflows. And uh, for centuries and centuries and centuries, that mud has been filtering the water. So it's chock full of calcium and magnesium carbonate. Yeah. And all the organic compounds or the matter that deposits itself in the lake just falls into the mud and decomposes and turns into acid. So you have humic and fulvic acid, calcium and magnesium carbonate. It's the most perfect detoxifying cocktail. Beautiful. And nobody had used it in facial products. They use it in mud packs in a few um, places near the lake. So this is
0: for your whole face? Could you use it anywhere else?
1: No, this is amazing. The the smell of it is awesome. Yes, beautiful. Two mud masks. It's, it's mud and uh, clay, different clay. This is on a glycerin base. The Darning. other one is an emulsion. Draws out all impurities. Color. I love the color. Yeah.
0: So it draws out the impurities. It keeps your clothes, it keeps your you pores small. youthful.
1: Very, very hydrates. And this one has a plankton <laughs> okay. in it which lifts. So this is a date night product. It's absolutely amazing. A date night yeah, product. Totally. <laughs> First oh, Ahead of date. Ahead of date. Yeah, you just you just put it lifts um, the face. It's 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 very very tightening.
0: And you've got this beautiful cleanser. You've got this day cream. We have actually
1: got mud cleansers. That the Queen cleanser, which is in your hand, is something I really like. I I quite like looking at old star sellers, mass mass superstars, and seeing what Mm. what is it that people love so much about it. Can we update it? Yeah. This is my version of a cold cream.
0: It's yes. I've got this
1: weird thing in my head about old movies with these amazingly glamorous yeah. women a bit drunk and smoking and removing makeup with cream at their vanity and yes, yelling to a like guy. Yes, like pond, and, cold yeah. cream, yeah. And so this is the entirely natural version of it. But what is maintained, it's maintained is um, the gesture is wonderful. You dip your hand in it, you massage your face, and it removes everything, eye makeup included. Oh, I love that. And it's a hybrid. It's like a mask, a cleansing mask. And then
0: wash off or yeah, just, wipe just, off?
1: No, no, you can splash off. it loosens and your skin is oddly beautifying in the sense that it doesn't just cleanse it seems to really really just push my hydration and moisture into your face it's a beautiful beautiful thing
0: and has this like launching this brand and working on it and obviously the whole story behind it has it made you change your approach to skincare
1: i say i use a grotesque amount of skincare as a result did you before no, okay. I used a little bit. I was always <laughs> I more. So. I was always, yes, No, no, no. I was <laughs> more Euro than Anglo in that sense.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair so enough. you know,
1: when I was a kid, I remember using Baziqom already, which was like you know the Vichy, the red thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And I remember university in England being sort of quite hidden, sort of hiding. Yes, of it's
0: not products. very like, uni, no, no. university friendly. No,
1: but uh, but no, that definitely turbocharged my uh, my my routine.
0: And Margaret is which is her so favorite. She's,
1: she's always been a, a very avid uh, consumer of skincare. So she loves a product called the Gold Rescue Cream. Which is, um, so that is an entirely natural version of an in- inverse emulsion. So, the inverse emulsion means that you start with the oil mm-hmm. and you heat it but with caution because it's quite, and then you pour in the water slowly and keep rotating. Mm-hmm. And to do that in a natural version is, is a real triumph. It took us 30 formulas to get there. Wow. But it's got this texture. For somebody with very dry skin, never th- nothing's ever enough. And she's yeah. one of them. So that's an amazing one. We've got a rejuvenating night cream, which is right there, which she uses all the time as well. She uses quite a few cleansers, cleansing foam, green cleanser, mud mask. And she does go through there.
0: And you've got four children. We do. Um, which is pretty exceptional as a as mum of four. As <laughs> exactly. you exactly. Know, it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> I
1: was just the best. I would have had more. In fact, Margaret, two best. I decided I, for one, was too old.
0: Oh right. Okay, so yeah. it's all your fault. It's my fault. Um, and with the four children, do they use the product as well? Yes. Do, are they? It's, you know, are they the ones that come to you and sort of, like my daughters would say to me, yeah. "You need to get this brand or this product." You know, I've seen yeah. this trending. Do they come to you and say, "Listen, Dad, Mom, can you sort this out? We need a yeah. new lip balm, or we need we've seen a face face oil trending on TikTok." You know. Yeah, they
1: do. So number two, so the second daughter who's 14, is fourteen. Does that? She's constantly saying, "Okay." because she'll go off and buy other products and I'll be very offended and yeah. say, well, what is this other brand uh, interloping in the house <laughs> that's not allowed it's not allowed and she because Margaret used to do that and then we had words and I said tell me what you need I'll develop it yeah just please just give me any, enough time to develop yeah. the yeah. products you need let not go and buy some treacherous other brand. yeah <laughs> but anyway, with uh, Vivi, my number two, I'm having trouble. But she's then she says, "Well,
0: because she's at that age where she exactly. wants to experiment." And but, but it's still. actually
1: really fun because they come up with really interesting ideas. Do
0: they go to the lab with you?
1: No, so the, I think they'd like to. We should do that. So the eldest is much more, you know, much more loyal. It's all a more pizza. Yeah, and they both had little spot problems, so um, issue moments, so mud, lots of mud. I tried to steer clear of the asses. They were literally dipping into the asses okay. a bit too much for teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and even the ten-year-old boy. He seems to have decided he's got dry skin. He keeps being told that he's got dry skin. And so he'll come to me in the evening he's and say, he's Can you put cream on my face? Oh, so do you sweet. have to give him a little
0: facial? So I'll give him
1: a little cream. Oh, that's gorgeous. It's, it's, well, he just lovely. needs to, like,
0: lie down and pretend he's in that bath, that spa, yeah. that sort of, you know, and have his day cream and his queen of hungryness. Isn't it funny
1: the way they are? It's just fantastic. Yeah, it? it's, it's beautiful. It's very, very funny. But mind you, in Hungary, they're obsessed. When we were still living there, whenever there was an issue with the kids, the n- n- nanny would take them to the baths or... Because children often have these coughing fits, um, salt caves. There are salt caves underneath some of these baths in Budapest, and you can go there and just inhale, and with a whole bunch of old babushkas inhaling in the salt, and yeah, it really worked.
0: The whole, I love this like idea of this sort of world in Budapest that you know is feels very far away from your probably your life in London, it does. probably very far away from our life in Melbourne and yeah. Sydney. Are you there all the time?
1: I'm there a lot because I, if I have, if I don't go there for a while. There's something missing. It's very, very important city for both Margaret mm. and me because we met there, we got married there, we started the brand there, we had two kids there, and I strangely feel hugely at home there, even though mm. I didn't grow up there. Yeah, but um I had this because you grew up in Switzerland, I grew right? In Switzerland which is not far, yeah. but it was the They're other side of the quite wall. quite different. Well, different at the time there was still the the wall, so mm-hmm. you couldn't. Oh yeah, my God, very different vibe. But I did get to go to Budapest with my then surviving grandmother just before the wall came down. Okay, and I think that will. Because of that, I will forever love that country because I spent six weeks there with her because none of my family wanted to go back to Hungary because they decided that a nasty communist kicked us out and stole, okay. stole all our belongings. Oh. And I thought, okay, well, they didn't see anything from me, so I, don't, I, I can you're go. You're happy to go back. Yes. And please, could one of you come and show me because you tell me all these beautiful stories about life in yeah, the world. Yeah, amazing. I'm not sure I believe all of you, so somebody come and prove this to a sort of annoying teenager. Yeah. And so my grandmother eventually said, okay, fine. So we jumped on a boat in Vienna and went down the Danube to Budapest. And she spent the first two, three days crying because everything's bullet-ridden and demolished because they hadn't wow. fixed a thing since the Second World War, or 56. However, within a few days of being there, all these relatives and friends of hers from the 30s. Wow. Actually, yeah, that's
0: incredible. Crept out of the woodwork. And she hadn't seen them, spoken no. to them, thought since of them, probably.
1: No. And they all spoke English, French, and German from before the war, and I could speak those three, but not Hungarian. And so I had this completely privileged view into a world which has completely vanished.
0: Yeah, so it, all, it sort of like stopped in time. Yeah. It's like in, Yeah, wow.
1: And so I suppose as a result of that, I've always felt Budapest is a, is a super special place for me. Yeah,
0: and I love the fact that your your family life now is so intrinsically linked. And do you have a, you've got a spa there, right?
1: In Budapest, yeah. yeah. And tell yeah. me
0: a little bit about that. What's that like? Do you, do you kind of get immersed into the whole Omavritsa world there?
1: Oh, I think, first of all, that institute that we opened back in 20... So we had one when we launched. Mm-hmm. And then, over, after a period of time, I just thought, hang on a second, we need to pay attention to this, because we spend so much time gallivanting around the world, selling everywhere. We're not paying attention to the fact that this one treatment room place downstairs uh. <laughs> is doing so damn well. Booked out every every amazing. half an hour. So we opened this beautiful big one, which is much more branded because we went there with these amazing designers, went to the rats, took pictures of everything, and every material chosen for this institute links back to the rats. So every design decision, Mm. every color, everything. And every time I walk into that place... I'm in love all over again, and I can spend hours. There's a fantastic relaxation lounge at the back, which is just yeah. heaven on earth. So yeah, it, it's just wonderful.
0: What about the design of the bottles as well? Is that is that sort of inspired by Budapest as well? Because it's pretty iconic, and it and it stands it out when you look when you look at it in the store and you look <laughs> at it on a shelf. It feels it's got a very different vibe, which is really lovely to see.
1: Well, it is actually the logo is a, is a is a peacock feather. It's the eye of a peacock feather, and the reason we chose that because. In Budapest, ironmongery is very Art Nouveau, and there's a lot of peacock motifs. Mm-hmm. And we just thought it would be a lovely thing. Quite apart from the fact that peacocks have a lot to do with beauty anyway, to integrate that uh, architectural motif from Budapest. Yeah, Ironwork. I and just uh, think it's
0: super. I mean, it's a beautiful little touch that makes it super iconic. And what is next for Omreavitzer? Obviously, you've got this incredible skin brand. Are you gonna are you gonna extend into other categories? Obviously, you've got spa. You've it's you mm-hmm. know what else. Do you think you could, you know, what else do you want to do? Because ah, the well, world is your oyster or your peacock.
1: The world is my peacock. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we, the first thing we really want to do is more stores. I'm absolutely hell-bent on doing more stores. So we're opening one in Mayfair. for uh, this. It was going to be this spring and now it's this summer. Um, because I just find that I'm increasingly obsessed with the idea of getting as near our customer as possible and really engaging with these customers in this circle of interaction that replicates the way Hungarians mm. go about beauty in the baths and beyond. So, you, you have this sort of consultation, treat, I and mean, was it quite ritual based? Yes. Yeah. But it's also very bespoke. Yeah. I mean, I know it's an overused word, but they really do believe you. You see an esthetician regularly. The esthetician looks at your skin, gives you proper consultation. The treatment matches your skin mm-hmm. when you present it. Yeah. The prescription of products or ingredients again matches the skin at that moment. Then you're invited to come back, obviously, a couple of months later. But you know you. You very quickly evolve mm. to the best skin. You could have the best version of your, and, uh, of your skin. And I think the idea of revealing a customer's best skin is absolutely what gets us out of bed in the morning. And so the, what better place to do that than our own institutes? Yeah. Of course, you can do that elsewhere too. But if we have a chance to have an enormously branded space, completely immersive, where we can have this, this fantastic circle of interaction, I think that's really, really exciting. And so you, that's you
0: wouldn't take it into you know, a bit of makeup? Or
1: so makeup, we've discussed a few times with Margaret because I really, really like going to the border, to the edge so yeah. of makeup. So we've had tinted Yeah, sort of skinification. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that definitely. Make so your we, skin
0: look so amazing you don't need the makeup. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Swerving further into makeup is a possibility. I think there are some very, very big brands doing a fabulous job in makeup. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. That would have to be Margaret. And and when
0: you think about, so obviously you, you're married, you have four yeah. children. But you're also business partners in this. Mm-hmm. How does that work on a day-to-day basis, and who does what? Well, Margaret is a saint. How do you, is yeah. the
1: long and the short of it. You need a saint in that kind of situation because I'm not sure the doctor would necessarily. So order. she's
0: she's patient with you.
1: She's so she manages me so well. <laughs> it's I'm very aware of it and enormously grateful for it. Um, and we do have um, different roles. Margaret is by far the best representative of the brand. She is a fantastic public speaker. She sort of comes alive with the purpose mm-hmm. and mission of the brand. And she's we share everything to do with brand. So that yeah. we do together. Um, she doesn't necessarily want to be desperately involved in the supply chain and finance. Yeah, fair thing. enough. So I'm I must say I'm not enamored, but I will your, definitely that's, do it.
0: You, you take that one.
1: I will take that one. Um, and then uh, the rest we tend to sort of chop and change. So
0: formulations, you do that together? That's, no,
1: that's me. No. That's For some of reason... I formulate for her, so she's always okay, customer so she's, number one. She's your kind of like yeah. muse. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's funny because muses also age, so yeah. she doesn't look any different, but she is a little bit older, and yes. therefore the skin's requirements have changed. And that's a really interesting filter through which developing products because yeah. you think, well, people say they have dry skin at 25, and then they have dry skin at 50 or, in her case, 40s. But it's a very different kind of dry yeah. skin. So it's a really interesting way of...
0: So you're, like, mapping, mapping the skin journey through yeah. the lifetime as well, mm. which is amazing. And then you've got your children who you can also start testing on exactly. as well. You're like, right, and we're going to see what your 10-year-old skin is. Well, exactly. And, you
1: know, does this sit on your skin? Does it absorb in your skin? Is it too young? Is it, you know? And they're, they're products that I wouldn't have used 10 years ago, which I now use religiously. So it is, it is interesting to look at. But, uh, but, no, we actually work really well together. <laughs> I'd quite, love to know it's whether It's quite she says. a skill,
0: I imagine, on yeah. a sort of, you know, day-to-day basis... Do you go to an office or do you work from home?
1: No, no, no. I, um, I know it's not very trendy. I love an office.
0: Yeah, I love so an office. I
1: spend five days a week. I walk to work, which is a treat, yeah. especially in London. And I love it. Yeah.
0: Mm. And so she's not there?
1: Yeah, no, she's in the office next to
0: She's in the office next to you. you get
1: your lunch on, together? She, we, no, we, we don't, actually. That's bizarrely, we never have lunch together. Yeah. I uh, need to think about that one. But um, <laughs> but we need each other's pockets. I mean, we literally speak on the phone every 10 minutes. So it's, it's just evolved that way. And I do check in once in a while and say, "Are you sure you're not suffocating? Because I know I'm not, but it'd be a shame to find out suddenly that you're yeah, yeah. struggling." That all I've these been years. irritating yeah, you. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm sure I am. <laughs> um, but no, she seems to be. And you know, in the last three, four years, nobody's travelled that much, and it's still. Yes, yeah, so still. No, I think we got. I really am hugely grateful that. I mean, that's it's a piece pretty. That's
0: pretty unique. Yeah, that's lucky. Um, I think most people would probably not want to be working and sitting next to their partner through the working day.
1: It's all the time. Yeah. So because of course, when we go on holiday, it's still. He's st- and they're still, still working. And it's still well, Even if you're not working, you're still the same person. Yeah. But no, I don't think either one of us would have it any other way. I mean, I hope I'm not being presumptuous in saying that.
0: I think that's wonderful. I can't wait to meet her. I think she sounds oh, she utterly fabulous. She is. Um, and now, listen, I think we should finish off our conversation today with a little bit of a fast round. Okay. So we were having a conversation earlier about cocktails because you've got to have all of this gorgeousness of health and minerals, but you've also got to have some fun. Yeah. So what would you choose, a Negroni or a tequila?
1: I think I'm going to go for Negroni.
0: Okay, Negroni. What would you choose, London or Hungary? Budapest, rather.
1: Oh, my God, that's like splitting my heart in two. Um, I love both. I, I, I think I'd end up with London because London has been such a happy place for me. But I do love Budapest.
0: Would you choose skiing or spa?
1: Oh, again, uh, I'd have to go with the Swiss in me. I'd have to go skiing. you on have, to, skiing yeah, the have to go skiing, even though you've go got the skiing. spa. I know, I know, I know. I, I can't lie. You know, last week I was sitting there with my skins on my on my skis going up the mountain. I love it, I love it, I love it.
0: Okay, and then finally, the Queen of Hungary mist yes. or the mud mask?
1: I think I'd go, if, I, I use the Queen of Hungary mist religiously. The mud mask, I find Absolutely essential to beautiful, healthy, clean skin. So I'd go for the mud mask. So, is this
0: your hero product? Would you Uh, say? Me
1: personally. Yeah. Oh, God, I've got a lot. Um, I think mud is amazing. So, in one form or another, we've got a few mud products. I'd always be using one mud product for sure.
0: So thank you, Stephen. Thank you for spending this time with me. I know we've literally had you speaking to retail teams. You've been at events with us this week. It's been full on. But I know that everybody listening will just love the story. It's like a romantic story of your marriage to your wife, which is beautiful. (laughs) Um, And to hear about those products and the history around it. So very delighted to start using everything as well.
1: Well, I look forward to your comments on everything that you use. And thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Mecca Talks. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your favourite podcast app and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available. Don't forget to rate, review and share this episode with your friends.